Hey, Dr. Mike here. Advanced sound therapy technologies are coming your way. Stay tuned to learn all about them with our guest, Dr. Dana Helmy. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish. I'm really excited about today's show. We have a wonderful guest, and we're going to talk about um, again. This is one of those topics. Um, I, I, you know, Dr. Crystal, how many pod episodes have we done now? Close to 400. I, I don't. I don't even. I don't even know the number anymore. Um, but 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 sound, hearing, hearing loss. That's one we haven't talked about a lot. So I'm excited. We're bringing this topic. Um, to the forefront today with our guest, Dana Helmink. She is a doctor of audiology and the senior director of audiology and clinical education at Widex, a Danish hearing tech company. Dr. Helmink develops sound therapies and technologies for people worldwide. Dr. Helmink, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here today. Yeah, as I said, this is a topic we don't we don't touch on as much as I think we, we should, um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off real simple because I want to make sure the audience understands the word audiology, and I'd like for you um, to explain that. But I I just wanted to say something real quick that this is this topic's important to me because I, I in my own family in, in, amongst my friends I am seeing people with hearing problems at younger and younger ages. Right? It used to be I, I don't don't take don't I hope I, people don't email me with this, but it used to be an old man's thing, right? Now it's a middle-aged man's thing and a middle-aged woman's issue, even even younger than that. Um, so I'm glad we're talking about this today. So let's start off with simply audiology. You're a doctor of audiology. What does that mean? That's correct. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I am a doctor of audiology and uh, doctors of audiology uh, go through a, a, a significant educational process. So as the name implies, we hold a clinical doctorate that uh, focuses on elements of uh, diagnosing, treating, uh, hearing and balance disorders. So we uh, diagnose the presence of hearing loss or uh, conditions related to balance or auditory processing and uh, treat those conditions in you know, infants through adults. So really the whole uh, lifespan related to hearing health. And I'm curious, how have you seen the feel change. And I can just imagine your thoughts when you see people with earbuds and headphones and right. the, the <laughs> sound yeah. systems in their cars and the boom, boom, boom. And you're thinking, wow, is are you thinking cha-ching? Because I'm, no, I'm, I'm thinking, wear your hearing protection and turn it down. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, audiologists are, are very focused on overall hearing health. Um, you, you've certainly seen some of the evidence out there uh, recently published, the Lancet studies and various uh, CDC uh, you know, reports on the connection between our hearing health and our cognitive health as we age. So that makes it really important that we are taking care of our hearing health uh, early in life. And I think you mentioned, you know, thinking that hearing loss is no longer an old man, you know, yeah. uh, an old age thing, right? It, and I'm not sure that it's, uh, you know, that there's evidence to say that we're experiencing hearing loss younger, but we're certainly talking about it at right. an earlier point. And I think that's the, the positive change that has occurred uh, over recent years is the uh, awareness 
of hearing loss and the awareness that you can do something about it um, yeah. and you yeah. don't have to wait until uh, elder until you're elderly or until you know uh, you've lived many years with untreated hearing loss. So I think that's the real positive that we're seeing is a greater awareness of the importance of hearing health, a greater awareness that our hearing health is integral to our overall health um, and to our long-term cognitive health. And people are acting sooner as a result of that. Yeah, I, I like that because I, I don't, you know, it seems when I was a kid, I remember um, in elementary school, we used to have to do hearing tests all the time. It was the beeps. You guys, I don't right. know if you guys ever do that. Right hand, yep. okay, right, left, and he was like, and I, that I, they don't really do that anymore. And it does seem like, um, you know, you know, yearly checkups of eyes, general care, where hearings, it seems it's fallen, it, it, it's it's fell away. It, it, I don't think, I don't think it's as part of a, a annual exam as it used to be. Right. Is that well, is that interesting? A you bring that up. That? Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because I think that, um, you know, there's still childhood screenings and early. I mean, actually, we've we've made great strides as a society in uh, infant newborn hearing screening and making sure that all babies are uh, checked for their hearing status at birth in the hospital. Um, we still continue to have good uh, uh childhood, uh, early education screening, where things really fall apart, though, is like you go to, you know, you see your doctor every year for a physical, there's certain, you know, you get an eye exam every year, potentially, uh, for many people. And yet, so many people do not have an audiologist that they work with and don't check their hearing status on yeah. a regular basis. And I think that's something that we can really improve on overall and probably going forward, continued access to care, um, seeing that visiting an audiologist is part of your benefits and your insurance plan. And then just awareness that with or without insurance coverage, this is part of your annual yeah. health care to check your hearing. Well, I'll have to tell you, this is very eye-opening for me because I've never visited an audiologist, so I'm not sure uh, how to even start with that. And I'm wondering why aren't that? Why isn't it a part of the physical examination? I think maybe as you started earlier today, that you know we think of it as something that happens with age, and so it's you know probably it's more the discussion uh, for you know individuals who are, uh, you know, uh, over 65 seeing their physician. And yet we should be aware of our hearing status and uh, getting at least some screening and evaluations throughout our lifespan. And so I think it's mainly an awareness, uh, an issue of awareness. Uh, and so that's a positive thing because awareness is something we can impact. You're doing that here today by, you know, having this as a topic on your podcast and talking to us, right? We're increasing awareness and that's a real positive. Yeah. So you're listening to Dr. Dana Helmink. She spent, what was it, over 10 years on the board of directors, right? At the Illinois. I, I have been on the board of directors uh, for many years in Illinois and a member of professional associations. And that's a great way to, you know, uh, uh, get ex uh, some additional information about the profession of audiology is look for those professional associations. Uh, the American yeah. Academy of Audiology or um, in your local state might have um, also an audiology academy. And uh, those are professionals who are leading the way. 
Yeah. So a buzzword we hear out there now, you know, it's on Google. You know, we have a real robust social team that follows a lot of the, the trends for us. Right. And, and those become our topics. Sure. And one of them is sound therapy. Um, and I, I think I would like some clarification of what exactly is sound therapy. Is this something for your ears? Is it something for your stress? Is it both? What What is sound therapy to you? Yeah. So I'd say that, you know, if I describe it kind of at a high level, I would say that sound therapy is this, uh, you know, approach or practice to improving overall health by using sounds, specifically sounds that can help us uh, with relaxation, with stress management, maybe with concentration. And then in hearing healthcare, we focus a lot on uh, tinnitus relief, uh, individuals who experience that that bothersome and chronic ringing, buzzing sound uh, that we call tinnitus, or sometimes you hear it called tinnitus, both are correct. Um, <laughs> medical professionals, we tend to say tinnitus. Uh, so individuals who experience that uh, can be uh, uh, find benefit through sound therapy, as well as managing overall uh, stress. And I, I really think this aspect of of stress in America is significant. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really struck by some of the statistics out there about the impact of uh, stress in our overall lives. Uh, there was a, a survey that I saw recently, uh, the Stress in America survey, which was conducted by the American uh, Psychological Association. And they said that 76% of adults have experienced some kind of impact due to stress. Yeah. And then I mentioned uh, tinnitus, that bothersome buzzing, ringing in the ears. That's something that impacts 25 million Americans. And uh, a, a number of them, maybe roughly 5 million or so, um, have chronic tinnitus that can interfere with their daily life. Okay. So, you know, these are things that are really impactful. Yeah. So how does the sound therapy work and how is it different from uh, just listening to music, you know, calming, Absolutely. relaxing orchestra music. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, we know that uh, music can be used in a lot of different ways. People naturally find music uh, as a way to, you know, uh, create an emotional response, right? Mm -hmm. you, if you want to start your day high energy, you might have a morning song. And if you want to relax, that's different music. But actually in, uh, you know, researchers who study the impact of music, uh, have zeroed in on the fact that uh, music with certain properties, uh, slow in tempo, low mm. in pitch, music without lyrics, um, mm -hmm. something music that kind of matches the, the resting heart rate uh, can help to reduce stress. There's actually a positive sort of physiological response that we can experience. They can measure it in uh, heart rate in, in test subjects, in their cortisol levels, right? So looking at that stress hormone, can measure that in saliva in response to certain types of music. And the challenge is that regular music can, um, it can work for some people, but it can have pitfalls. It can be a little bit um, uh, attention getting, you know, like grabs your attention too much for your daily life. It can be predictable, uh, which starts to reduce its sort of effectiveness. It can even be, uh, there can be negative emotional responses. I always like to say, you know, think of the theme song for Jaws, the movie, right? That's not relaxing anyone, um, <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
right? So, um, you know, so we really look at how uh, music that's designed with relaxation as the, the purpose of it um, can help promote this passive listening where it's sort of, it's there with you uh, like a support when you need it. And it can have this positive physiological impact, really calming yeah, yeah. you and you know putting you in the right frame of mind for relaxation stress reduction and you know whether you use that alone or with uh meditation mindfulness practices it right. can really be part of the overall yeah. approach yeah so so obviously um and by the way i'm now playing the jaws sound or music in my head <laughs> uh, right it's actually a really good example of how sound and music can affect us because right there when you hear that duh, 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 you're already mad like what, what you know what's going on right. um, you're tense you're anxious <laughs> yeah, yeah right. so obviously sound therapy is great for um, a lot of adults today who are like, like stressed they're stressed at work coming out of the pandemic there's just so much going on. But what other groups could benefit? You know, I, I've seen, is it maybe Alzheimer's patients um, um, get some clarity, become a little more lucid because of this? Are there other applications maybe in uh, more of these cognitive disorders that we see in aging? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not an expert on all the areas in which uh, sound therapy can be used. We, you know, certainly I'm an audiologist and we focus on delivering technology like this, uh, this kind of access to sound therapy with a, a focus on tinnitus management um, because of how uh, bothersome that is to individuals and how life changing that is. And we focus on uh, this this stress reduction element because the two are very tied together. So my area of focus is not as wide as uh, all uh, applications for music therapy, but I think that the research out there and the examples of how it's being used is really remarkable. Um, and it's it's just shows us you know that that we're, we maybe only have revealed the tip of the iceberg on the potential for sound therapy in helping in a lot of different ways. But yeah, I am fascinated by some of the uh, applications of music therapy for uh, patients uh, living with Alzheimer's. Um, and then of course, you know, our uh, focus is looking at how it can help in, you know, reducing stress, managing tinnitus, and then overall just looking at our health and well-being, right? Because mm -hmm. we have to treat the whole person, <laughs> not just the ears, not just right, you know, sure. specific yeah. elements, right? Yeah. Very true. Now, I listen to music most of my day. Um, when I'm at work, Dr. Mike, uh, sometimes I'll send him a message. Hey, you know, reach me through Teams. I have my headphones in <laughs> or at home. I'm playing right. music and I try to choose music that can help, you know, that's not a distraction. So what would what how would someone get started? with sound therapy, where would they go? Is there a, a playlist that they can choose? What, what does that process look like? Yeah, so I think you see that there's a lot of um, options out there. In fact, many apps today are quite, that, that offer sound therapy type of options are, are quite popular. Um, where our focus is in looking at hearing healthcare is how we can combine that use these combination devices of hearing devices that are helping individuals who are experiencing hearing loss 
and who need amplification to help in their daily lives for communication uh, and to, to manage their hearing loss, how we can combine that technology along with sound therapy. So hearing devices are, you know, amazingly advanced uh, little microprocessors that do a lot in terms of amplification and communication. And we can utilize them and the technology that designed for them. Uh, specifically, I'm with Widex and we uh, have developed a uh, something called Sound Relax, Widex Sound Relax, that is a, a music therapy option that's generated within the hearing aids that individuals are wearing to manage their hearing loss and uh, address their communication needs. And so we can combine the need for for amplification with the need for stress reduction, tinnitus uh, no. management, uh, and sound therapy into there a single is. device. Um, and so that's our, you know, and that's where audiologists come into this sort of mm -hmm. thing in delivering that professional health care that might involve sound therapy along with amplification. Yeah. I want to I move away from sound therapy and talk a little bit about um, what we can do for, for people experiencing da noise-induced damage. But before I do that, um, in your bio, Dr. Helmick, it says you love creating educational experiences that make it easy for professionals to embrace new technology. Tell us a little bit about how you do that. How do you reach professionals? Because this all sounds great, but I guess I, you know, for me, I'm a clinician too, and I, I wonder how, how many generalists, how many internists how you are actually using sound therapy in their in their day-to-day -day practice yeah so um well my you know my background in this i uh before uh, uh moving into the position i'm in i spent a lot of time in product development on this hearing industry side and mm -hmm. so you know when we look at developing um educational materials and developing uh products uh, you really need to be uh, innovative in your thinking and you need to look at what the needs of a population are, understand their needs, understand how you can deliver on those uh, on those needs. And so I think we can approach education uh, and educating professionals in the same way. Um, you know, they have a need to serve the patients that they're seeing, uh, whether they're a general practitioner, whether they're an audiologist. Uh, there's a need for them to identify what uh, is meaningful to their patient, what the needs of their patient are, and again, holistically treat that entire person. And so I think, you know, the more that we just uh, get information out there into the public domain. So one of the things we do is a lot of uh, articles and uh, little informational pieces that that publish in a lot of different magazines and a lot of different uh, websites so that professionals in all kinds of areas of um, medical health care can understand what is out there and what's available. Available, particularly again around hearing loss. So, I mean, we're, mm -hmm. we're talking today about sound therapy, but we certainly approach it in the standpoint of the overall uh, hearing health and wellness of individuals. And we tie it closely to that, to managing tinnitus and to managing stress. And those are things that we are working all the time on educating uh, the general practitioners and ear, nose and throat doctors who are often an entry point for care when somebody thinks there's something going on with my ears or my hearing. Yeah. Yeah, we do know that, that there is an increased level of stress social anxiety in individuals who suffer from hearing loss 
um, and I do have a close relative and being around that individual and I can see the frustration. I can I can see where, you know, we're having conversations and, and he's struggling to yeah. hear or maybe the kids are too loud, you know, in the house and they are just kind of frustrated in that moment. And, and so how does the sound therapy work? Is it uh, at some point they can press a button and tune us out and then tune the relaxation in? <laughs> right. Wouldn't that be nice? Just filter out everything you don't tune want. everybody right? out. I'm just going to sit right. with my music. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So the, I mean, the example you give is a really good one. Um, so there's a, a couple things going on in a situation like that, right? First, there's addressing hearing loss and struggling to communicate is stressful. Mm -hmm. So first of all, addressing uh, somebody's needs for uh, amplification and for assistance with communication is a key element in reducing that 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 stress that they experience, that communication stress. Then we look at, is sound therapy a good addition for them? And the way that we build this into the Widex technology with Widex Sound Relax is that that sound therapy can be something that's there and present uh, kind of in the background throughout your day. And so usually what happens is that it's when people get into a, a quieter environment that they suddenly in the absence of some, you know, stimulating sounds around them is when maybe if they experience tinnitus, it will kind of flare up and mm -hmm. that ringing and buzzing will become really bothersome. Or it's those moments that they without if they're not experiencing tinnitus, it's those quieter moments in their life where they're able to kind of use sound therapy to use that musical, uh, those musical tones that can be produced within their hearing aid, they can use those to um, help promote focus or concentration. You said it yourself uh, using um, music throughout the day, right? We often turn to that to help us concentrate, to help us focus. It can also help us uh, remain, a, you know, keep a level of calm throughout the day. Uh, and then if there's tinnitus, it can help to reduce the bothersome nature of tinnitus, which mm. tends to be really bothersome when you get into a quiet situation. It's very, that very interesting. It's kind of low level playing all exactly. the day. Yeah. Yeah. Really and then other individuals can use it very focused. They might have uh, this set up in their hearing aid as a, a program they can go to and they might use it uh, along with meditation and relaxation exercises. Um, in fact, uh, the Widex Zen app is a great example of, of kind of combining sound therapy and relaxation and meditation exercises. So it's an app that it, it, uh, you can generate some relaxing sounds. It's a good introduction to this concept of sound therapy. Not quite the same as the advanced stuff we do in the hearing aids, but it's a great introduction. And then it looks at relaxation exercises, sleep exercises, kind of all of the things that might be part of your daily life, helping yeah. you manage whatever you need to manage. Cool. Yeah, You're listening to Dana Helmink. She is the senior director of audiology and clinical education at Widex to kind of wrap up our conversation, which has been, I mean, I obviously we'd love to probably have you back on and maybe talk more about specific things because this is Absolutely. fantastic. Um, but tell us a little bit about Widex, um, why you're there and what you hope to accomplish. Yeah, so uh, as you started out your show, Widex is a Danish-based uh, company. We uh, uh, innovate uh, hearing technology. 
uh, assistive devices for individuals, uh, tinnitus management uh, theories. And what I hope to accomplish, uh, I mean, I'm here because I just believe in what we do as an audiologist and the, the services and solutions that we deliver. But what I hope to accomplish with this is to help people see that um, hearing devices, advanced technology hearing devices can really uh, change your life. Uh, they can manage hearing loss and communication challenges. They can introduce additional value through things like the sound therapy elements, and they can ensure that you engage fully in your life, uh, you know, in, in, and don't miss any of the important moments, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, there's uh, lots of information that can be gained. You can learn more about Widex at widex.com. You can find a hearing professional there as well. So um, we have a find an audiologist uh, feature. Uh, you can find a hearing care professional that is in your area who is familiar with our technology, if that's something that you want to learn more about. And then as I said, uh, check out our Widex Zen uh, app uh, available in uh, all the app stores just for a bit of insight into um, uh, tinnitus management, into uh, the ideas of sound uh, therapy as a stress management and tinnitus management strategy. Dr. Helmick, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Fantastic information. That's Widex.com. And again, that was Dr. Dana Helmink, the Senior Director of Audiology and Clinical Education for Widex. You're listening to Live Foreverish. Don't forget, you can go to liveforeverish.com. And again, I don't know how many episodes are there, Dr. Crystal, but there's a whole bunch. You can download, like, share, and comment. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to subscribe uh, to the show so you never miss one, right? We go live, um, we post every Monday and Wednesday. That's Live Foreverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.